Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are sponsored by our the best sponsor, right? Leap Spirits. Leap Spirits. It's awesome. And today we're making a drink. Wags, you are the master of the drink. So what are you making for us today? Today we're making a Leapin Greyhound. And so this is a really very basic drink. Of course, we're going to start with our Leap Spirits vodka. One and a half ounces in each drink. And Dane, this is so easy, you can do this at home, um, either using a tumbler or a highball glass. And then next we're just going to get some grapefruit juice. Great. Fill that most of the way. Wait, I love this. This is looking really good. Absolutely. And then just a splash of cranberry juice. Ooh. Wisconsin's finest cranberry juice. Absolutely. And then we're going to garnish with some grapefruit slices. Look at this. And we're all set to go. Cheers. Cheers, go Pack buddy. Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave the wish of good luck. Only thing I will... Good evening and welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags and probably feeling better than I should. Uh, but joining me as always is Dane. Uh, here on a Monday evening live, uh, we are streaming on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or if you are listening to us later, um, really appreciate you joining us after what was basically, Dane, an abomination uh, mm-hmm. of a game yesterday in Lambeau Field. Um, four quarters was an abomination offensively. Second half uh, was an abomination for special teams uh, and defense. And just uh, nothing seemed to go right yesterday. So um, we said last week was therapy. This was supposed to be a get-right game. Um, so I, I think this is one of those uh, that we're going to have to dig in and say it's gut check time. Um, what went wrong and where does this team go from here? Do we have to restart resetting and recalibrating our expectation. I really wouldn't like to do that, but I think it's time to dive into this, dissect this one, and figure out what the heck is going on with this team uh, because um, just something doesn't seem to be uh, feeling right from a vibe standpoint. So, uh, Dane, I'm going to turn it right over to you. Um, man, what, what, what are you feeling after that one? If you just specifically think about you know what we expected to get mm-hmm. from a, a, a after losing and, and really melting down. I think in the second half against the Giants in London, week before, and just not the type of performance I think anyone was expecting. So, uh, Dean, day after now, uh, how how are you feeling, and and uh, where do you want to start in terms of trying to dig into where this team can go from here? I mean, I don't even know where you begin. There's a lot of, it's like a lot of fires going on everywhere right now with this team, it seems. And I'm not trying to be overreactionary, but I'm pretty disgusted after what we saw yesterday. The offense, uh, even if the defense doesn't give up some big gash plays in the second half, I'm not confident the offense scores a touchdown in eight more quarters uh, against the Jets. And that's that's inexcusable. Um, the reality is this. Aaron Rodgers making $50 million a year, Wags, and you know what? Like He's supposed to cover up some of the blemishes, and it's not all his fault, but I think it starts with him. He looked bad. He looked bad from the start. He had that, that first series where it looked like it could have been an interception for a touchdown, he one-hopped the wide receiver that was wide open. I mean, it just let, let, let's just call it what it is. It, it was uninspired. Uh, another week where the team didn't really look like they wanted to be there all that much at times, particularly offensively. You mentioned the defense of the second half. I thought the first half, they were spirited. I thought the defense looked really fast and they looked really good in the first half. But the second half, you know, the, the team just kind of went off a cliff and that's not unique to what this season has been. So I don't really know where we begin with this team right now because I am, I am, I'm livid with, with how poor of a performance it is because there's too much talent on this team, I think, for what we saw. But maybe we start with the offense because the offense um, barely could muster a first down, it seemed, for large swaths of this game against a Jets team that's okay, but they're not great. 
They're not a great football team in the league. So for the Jets to squash the Packers' offense the way that they did has me scratching my head because I just don't know who this team is right now. I can't. I don't know what they do well right now offensively. They're not blocking well in the run game, not blocking well in the pass game, not running the ball particularly well, certainly not having a good strong pass game. So forgive me for coming out hot, but I'm pretty frustrated by this team offensively right now. Yeah, Dane, just typed in the chat, Dane coming in hot. Um, so, you know, Dane, I think you said Aaron Rodgers, I agree, uh, by the standards that we have for him and yeah. that he sets for himself and just frankly, you know, the history we have of, of his level of play, uh, he hasn't met it really this whole season. No. And to be fair, he's working in some new pieces. Um, I go back to the whole off season how that was handled. And mm-hmm. I, I know that you and I both have had frustrations with how they approached the offseason and really just didn't, I think, have the right sense of urgency, either from Aaron as a leader. Uh, you said it, $50 million man. Uh, he knew that he was going to be working with some of these new pieces and just didn't seem to have the level of leadership urgency. So I mm-hmm. think it's fair to call him out on that. And he wants to point fingers and say they need to simplify the offense. I think he's trying to say it the right way so he doesn't come off as like big bad Aaron uh, because mm-hmm. he's so conscious of that image. But the reality is it starts with him. I think he he has admitted he needs to play better. But, uh, you know, unfortunately we can't, go back and change history. Um, they should have had more of that sense of urgency in the offseason. Preseason should have had more urgency to get Aaron Rodgers in that first-string offense, more reps to start building that cohesive identity. Um, we didn't need to treat David Bakhtiari, as it turns out, in my opinion, with kid gloves. I know He, he looked pretty good yesterday of everybody. Yeah. He looked pretty damn good. Yes, and so that's, that hasn't helped because it sets the tone and the mentality of this entire team that we're just going to push that button and figure this out. And meanwhile, it's week six. We're almost being halfway through the season. They should have been figuring some of this stuff out in week one of preseason. And instead of waiting and trying to figure this out later, um, what I will say, Dean, is I think the Royce Newman experiment, I expect to be completely over this week. And I shouldn't say experiment. The guy's, played as a starter um, for the better part of a year and a half now. Uh, But unfortunately, he just isn't getting the job done for whatever reason. I thought he showed some progression last season uh, towards the end of the season, Mm -hmm. but has really underperformed uh, this season, and we need to make make a move. And I hope that there's going to be that accountability and we make that move this week. They tried to do it with Jay Canson. He gets hurt. uh, So then they stick Rice Newman back out there. So I, I don't know if that was the right move in that moment. If I'm the, that that leads me to the coaching staff. Where's the, are they pushing the right. right buttons? Where's the accountability there? Because um, you can say all you want about the players being out on the field executing, but um, yeah. Coach Lafleur has been very successful. He to me is not the rah rah in your face, you know, mm-hmm. really pushing buttons guy. And that might not be his role as the head coach, and that's totally fine. But I don't mm-hmm. know if he has anyone else on this offensive staff that has filled that role, um, to be quite honest. And that seems to be what they're missing right now. So, Dane, when you look at the coaching, um, what what do you think they can do to make some adjustments here offensively, aside from, you know, maybe um, moving out in Jenkins or maybe it's Zach Tom uh, at guard? That doesn't, to me, seem like it's going to be quite enough. That's, That's one move you can make. But is that quite enough, in your opinion, to right this ship? I, I know it's a one, I know it's a couple bad games, but there seems to right. be more. Uh, there, there seems to be more going on than just one bad game uh, with this offense right now. Yeah. So let's talk about the coaching staff for a second. Um, I think a huge change in the off season was Coach Stenovich uh, moving from the offensive line to offensive coordinator. Um, Senovich, I have incredibly high respect for as as an offensive mind, as an offensive coach. But um, with some of that reshuffling, Wags, we've seen collectively the offensive line. Maybe we start with the offensive line. Offensive line is nowhere near as good as it was last year. And the offensive line last year was doing a heck of a lot of plug and play in last year as well, right? Um, and Stenovich, uh, rightfully so, got a ton of the credit. 
Uh, now he's not in that room every day. He's not in that room every moment um, making some of the corrections and the adjustments that are needed. And maybe we're paying for it a little bit. His his success, you know, as an offensive coordinator and getting the promotion, maybe he's a detriment to the offensive line uh, right now. And I'll just say it, Yash Nyman, uh, over the course of the last season and a half, some of the best offensive line play we've seen in the last year, Yash Nyman is out on the field. So um, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks. Elton Jenkins did not have a very strong game at right tackle yesterday. And it's not one game. I don't think he's been all that strong at right tackle. Nowhere near as talented as he's been at guard the previous year. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's not comfortable with the position. I hate to start shuffling things around, but quite candidly, Wags, I'm not sure how good this offensive line is going to be. Is it time to move some guys in, bump Elton Jenkins back inside where he is phenomenal, and put uh, Yash Nyman over at right tackle? We've been saying it for a while. And, Dean, is that reshuffling or is that a correction? It's a I, correction. I call, I call <laughs> it a first correction at this point. Um, so that's one move. I, I will say this. Despite the offense looking terrible yesterday, I was really happy with one thing, and that was getting Robert Tunyon involved as yes. a receiver. And that is one thing that I think they can build on. There's a lot of things that need to fix. But Robert Tunyon, I have no problem if he's – 1A or 1B as, as far as a uh, a threat to catch the ball in this offense. Um, that is something that I think they truly can build on. Um, it's crazy to say it, but, uh, you know, he's someone, we said the week before, you know, Randall Cobb, that was to me more concerning. I gave him a lot of credit for having a great game, but I, I just didn't think it was something that he would be able to hold up with and unfortunately i don't think his injury this week had anything to do with that but it's just unfortunately we see why um you know he's at the stage of his career that if he gives you 20 good reps every week you're going to be pretty happy with that um so that was a a little bit of a uh, (laughs) a reverse silver line if you will but um you know so that's that's one thing as bob tanyan um but dane Again, we have Coach before coming up to the postgame podium talking about he's got to do better with Aaron Jones. He's our best offensive player, not named Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I'm just throwing the quarterback out of the equation here. Uh, Aaron Jones gets three carries in the first half. And I know it's hard to get guys involved and have any rhythm when you can't get a first down. I I get that. Uh, Is this a chicken or egg thing, though? Because uh, you have to get Aaron Jones the ball. He is your best offensive player period and it's 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 just i'm sick of hearing the excuses and the uh you know the faux accountability from coach mcfleur i'm just gonna say it Mm -hmm. um you know it starts to wear thin after a while when he's a head coach he's calling the plays on the offense and he's not you know able to make a correction and make this happen i'm sorry coach lafleur but you're gonna have to do something uh even if it's not your mo to really light a fire and uh you know and uh, hold guys accountable uh it's time for you to be the leader and the the head coach of this team if you don't have the other guys on the offensive staff that can fill that void yeah and and wags um Talking about Aaron Jones, it feeds into A.J. Dillon as well. A.J. Dillon has not been as successful catching the ball this year as he was last year. He has four drops on the year. Um, and at a certain point, and I th- I have a ton of confidence in A.J. Dillon long-term uh, this year and, and projecting as a pro. He's a very good pro. Um, but at what point is Aaron Jones the one who's getting those looks instead, right? And, and that's a question I have is I thought the Jets um, yesterday – had the ability to get um, to get their running back uh, into space and, and get into some isolation and then do something with the ball. And the Packers, for whatever reason, didn't really design those plays for Aaron Jones outside of even the run game. Aaron Jones just isn't really getting mixed into the game other than what that sideline pass that is going to be a hard catch for a wide receiver. That's a low percentage play. I just want to see ways to scheme and get Aaron Jones into space with the football in his hands. And the Packers just, for whatever reason, either they're unable to or or unwilling to. They have not done it yet this year. And you're right. Another week where LaFleur goes to the the podium and says, well, we've got to do better. Well, at the end of the day, he's the head coach. We do have to do better. We've got to get Aaron Jones the football more. He's clearly the most um, uh, electric player on this Packer offense. Yeah, and you know, one of the points in the game that I thought was a uh, uh, one of many turning points 
is uh, first series, second half. Still tied 3-3. The uh, Packers defense is able to force the, the Jets to punt us back the ball. Um, Aaron Jones gets a carry on first down for seven yards. I think his second or third carry of the series. Mm-hmm. His by far the longest carry of the day. Around the left side. Gets a nice block from Bakhtiari, Alan Lazard. Second and three. And we throw the ball on second down and we throw the ball on third down. And that is the identity crisis that I'm talking about. And, and I, I, mm. I have no problem in a vacuum with, you know, throwing the ball on any given down and distance. But at that point, it felt like, okay, Aaron Jones finally got something. He finally got mm. the smallest of a crease and he got seven yards. I'm going back to him on second mm. down and I'm going to go back to him on third down and just get that chain move. And then if you want to go and try to like, you know, change up, you know, your RPO or throw on first down or whatever you need to do at that point, go ahead and do it. But I think that's that's what is is missing is it seems like it's a little bit your turn, my turn in terms of what we're doing or trying mm. to do offensively. And I, I do get that, you know, there's there's more that goes into calling a game than just going back in retrospect and saying, well, they should have run the ball uh, in that situation. It, it, to me, was more of a rhythm moment and a feeling moment. And right when Aaron Jones got that carry, I kind of whoo, exhaled and said, okay, here we go. And then they immediately go right back away from him. And then that's what's hmm. really frustrating for, for me and I think a lot of other Packer fans. When you look at Aaron Jones and the lack of involvement that they have in him, is, is they won't just lean on him and let him get that rhythm going and when he starts to like do something get him the ball again why are you going away from him and I know you've got an MVP at at quarterback you want to get him in a rhythm too and everything works together offensively but when nothing's going right let's lean on our best player in Aaron Jones and when he has that one moment let's see if he can you know uh, capitalize on that and keep it going so I I think going back and looking at the tape I'm, I'm really hopeful that they'll try to get into some of that. Um, you know, later on, or actually, early, I'm sorry, before that, we tried that with A.J. Dillon. He had three straight carries, and then they had the fumble on third right. and one. And and that's something, by the way, that just cannot happen. And, and I don't understand how we can keep sh- shooting ourselves in the foot with unintended errors like that. This is not you know, a rookie-rookie pairing that's trying to make an exchange there. That's that's just completely inexcusable. Uh, so, you know, it's those things that continue to plague us. We have that adversity, and then you've said we just can't seem to overcome adversity when it happens, and it's like we just lose any semblance of an ability to stick to a game plan and go out there and execute. Wags. Are you as frustrated as I am about the predictability of the pass game? I mean, it feels like there's there's two passes that that this team routinely uh, um, reads. It's either a ball thrown roughly at the line of scrimmage within three yards, or it's a ball 20-plus yards downfield. There's not really much of an intermediate pass game to the wide receivers. You mentioned yesterday Bob Tunyon. Uh, very happy to see him get worked in. That's a guy that I know you've been lobbying to see get the ball more. He's playing way better than I expected him to be uh, post-ACL. He looks like the Bob Tunyon we know and love. Um, But wide receivers, um, there's no intermediary pass game. That I that I really can see that's consistent. Now is that wide receiver problem? Is that an Aaron Rodgers problem? But right now, um, even on third and two, third and three, Rodgers taking shots more often than not downfield, and that's just maddening. At a certain point, that the the high percentage or more high percentage balls are not being thrown. So, what say you? Are you as frustrated as I am in those situations? Yeah, and it's I, I don't know what's missing there in. Aaron said they need to simplify what they're doing. 
And he tried to say, well, that's not a shot at the coaching staff or the scheme. The scheme's good. They just need to simplify what they're doing. I, that seems a little bit cliche to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to actually get at. I wish, I wish there, I don't know if there was more follow up to that or ask him to clarify or say what exactly he wants to simplify. Uh, as far as I know, he didn't really expand on that if he was asked to clarify further. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this again, and I don't want. I am just going to beat a dead horse. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. This was this was the preseason. This was yep. Romeo Dobbs. This was Christian Watson. This is what you work on um, in those game situations, and they didn't do it. Uh, well, now you can't fix that problem. You're going to have to try to figure out during the season. And here we are. We're taking some lumps because of it. I will say, as you correctly pointed out, Bob Tunyon can be part of that solution. And it looked like they were trying to make him part of that solution. Unfortunately, they couldn't do anything else right yesterday. So um, that uh, it didn't all come together. But that's that's one way to, to do it. Um, Romeo Dobbs is going to have to be the guy. He and Aaron need to be joined at the hip every day at practice, before practice, after practice, and figure this mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins, maybe he'll come back soon. It, word is that he's progressing and maybe back soon. Obviously, Randall Cobb, the security blanket, he's going to be out for a while. Um, you know, in the chat here, we've, we've got some comments. John Doran says we need to go out and, and make a trade or, or sign a veteran receiver uh, in free agency. Um, I think the Packers do need to be open to all of those possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. We've seen them in years past you know, made some additions to the fringe of the roster. Um, you know, it depends. How confident are they in this team to be able to correct things? Are we a player away from really correcting this offensively? Um, if we are, this is not the year to sit on the fringes and on the margins and, and hope things just get better. Um, we've got some real injuries here from both our veterans and Christian Watson. Um, there's Things are getting thin legitimately from mm-hmm. a depth standpoint, um, let alone a performance standpoint. So uh, I, I would like to see Goody be pretty aggressive here, and let's see if we can fix that problem. Um, you know, it's hard to do mid-season, but let's see what they can do. Um, you know, I, it's all is not lost. If you're if you're a player away, uh, we've seen that, you know, really galvanize. And sometimes that's just a mental hurdle. It says, hey. we know we can do this. And now we've got this one guy coming in, whether he's individually that much of a difference or not, doesn't matter sometimes. It just makes everything else click and work together as well. Yeah, Wags. And uh, my, my cousin, big Packer fan, Quinn and I were texting after the game last night. And he was like, you know, do you think the Packers make a move for a wide receiver? And to your point, kind of what you were saying, I was like, I'm not sure if that's the the quick fix, right? Um, now, I, I'm I'm not inclined necessarily to give up draft picks if it's not a one-guy situation. I, I know that today, Robbie Anderson went. Uh, he got traded for a six and a seven. So receivers can be had for maybe not that much. But I want to I want to point out a, a stat. Uh, Bukowski, uh, who runs a bunch of Packer stuff on social media, I saw that um, he said Traylon Burks is the only rookie wide receiver with better separation average. Than Romeo Dobbs. So even I just what I wonder is: Do we bring a guy in? Is it more of a trust thing? Uh, you said, is it a mental thing, Wags? Just bringing a different guy in. Is Romeo getting open and Aaron's not looking his way? I mean, there, I think there's a lot going on right now with this team, and uh, I think that at the end of the day, when we talk about um, you know the identity, we wonder about a lot of things. At the end of the day, I'm just not sure if there's a lot of trust right now amongst these players offensively in particular i see the trust in the defense i do i watch them out there i think that they are leaning on each other offensively i don't see trust in the offensive line necessarily trusting each other at times that they're going to take care of their own man and that trickles to the quarterback then who's maybe not trusting the offensive line to protect him and then isn't trusting you know his receivers to get open and we're seeing a dysfunction on this offensive side they got to get this worked out immediately um but as you said uh, in the preseason, this is where some of these kinks could have been worked out. Um, that's gone. That's out the window. So we've got to figure things out. We've got to figure them out fast. I do think it starts with the offensive line, though. We need to get that settled. We really do. Yep. 
So just to summarize, um, we can we can move out in Jenkins at guard or replace um, in some way replace Royce Newman. Uh, we both think Yash Nyman should be out there at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so addressing the offensive line, uh, let's continue to lean into Bob Tunyon and make him that intermediary uh, primary target in the intermediate pass uh, game. Um, and then thirdly, uh, we haven't said this. We were alluding to the Aaron Jones situation. Um, we both love AJ Dillon. Yes. Let's get rid of this like fifty-fifty split, though. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's ride Aaron Jones. He's our one A, and you know, let's figure out how to have AJ Dillon complement Aaron Jones, and not that they have to be complementing each other. Because Aaron Jones needs the football. Uh, he needs more than nine carries. We can't go a, an entire half and get him three or four touches. Um, he's got to be involved, um, running, catching the football. And I don't care if you've got to force him the ball a few times. Um, it just good things happen when he gets enough touches. Yeah. And eventually, good things are going to happen. And that's the engine of this offense. And we just for some reason, I don't know if it's the name of trying to keep him healthy, uh, you know, which is I'm all for. But again, we've got this kid gloves thing going on. We've got to go out there and play some football. Uh, you know, guys are going to get hit. Uh, guys are going to have to play uh, more snaps. It's so, you know, I, I, I just feel like we need to stop holding people back. Uh, let our best players be out there on the field, play some football, and, you know, and, and get them involved, first of all. Let them set the, the tone, and, and then let some of these other younger guys play off with them, and then maybe there's not such a, a heavy load of expectation to have the, all of this balance all over the field. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm fine leaning into our best guys. Uh, if they get... The majority of the looks and the majority of the carries and the majority of the targets, you know, that's that's the way it should be. Um, and maybe none of them are named Devontae Adams, but uh, Aaron Jones can be part of that cure. Bob Tun can be part of that cure. And uh, so I think that's uh, adjustment two and three for sure. Wags, is it um, is it just happenstance? Uh, I know we had talked about some of the advanced um, stats had shown that the pony look wasn't all that good. The pony look being the AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. Um, they went away from it the last two weeks, and the offense has not been smooth uh, in those last two weeks. I just have to ask. I mean, is it possible that going away from something that maybe was working a little bit better? The offense was not a world beater, but it looked at least functional the first few weeks at times in the last two weeks it's really fallen off the map could we potentially see more pony looks going forward yeah and i'm fine with aj dylan being out there and still getting carries still getting you know targets um i just want you know aaron jones to get 20 and aj <laughs> dylan to get you know 10 to 15 okay mm-hmm. and that's the way it should be um let's uh, that's that's all i'm really trying to say so whatever the mix needs to be um it's totally fine it seemed like they were trying to get more tight ends out there because that does free up Bob Tunyon a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's hard. So you got Josiah DeGuara, you've got, um, you know, you've, you, I'm sorry, you've got Mercedes uh, Tyler and Tyler Mercedes, and yeah. Mercedes. So you've got, you know, multiple tight ends out there and that can allow you to have a Bob Tunyon get out uh, and away from the line as a blocker and be, go out as a receiver. Um, unfortunately, that didn't cure anything this week. Uh, as much as it was nice to get uh, Bob Tunyon involved, that didn't make the offense function better for four quarters. So they need to figure out a way to be able to get the right personnel out there and work within who these best players are to get the football. So it's one thing to have guys out there in certain personnel groups, but you still need to figure out, okay, who needs to get the lion's share of the touches on this team in order for this offense to be able to be effective uh, mm. down in and down out. Uh, because right now we're getting ourselves into too many second and longs and, and then we're trying to throw. And if you have an incompletion, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball uh, with Aaron trying to figure out how to get a completion and get on the same page with some of these guys. And what you're saying is we don't have that intermediate pass game. So mm-hmm. third and nine becomes our by far our most challenging play. And in years past, we had the guys to be able to, get open uh, 10 yards down the field uh, with that connection and, and convert some of those third down situations. 
Wag, so we got some really good comments. And before we head over to the defensive side of the ball, I want to say a couple of them outside. Scott Schultz, thanks for joining us, Scott. Um, you know, you're saying that a few things, but Packers also miss Luke Getze now in Chicago. Yeah, potentially. Um, you know, I, I think that um, Stenovich, I think, is a very good coach, but he was so darn good at offensive line. I mean, we've seen the slip. So I mentioned that a little earlier, and I, I agree. Getze is a great uh, mind, I thought, offensively. Uh, John, John Stone, happy birthday. John, I saw it was your birthday, so thanks for joining us, man. Um, and then, Wags, what do you make of John Dorn? Um, would you sit Rogers this week and put in love because of Rogers' thumb? Wags, what do you say? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it, I thought Aaron was, I don't think his thumb was the issue. I'm, yeah. not, I'm just. Maybe they should have sat him yesterday, the way things went. You know, <laughs> they may as well have. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of dumbfounded, Dane. I, I don't really know what to say to that because uh, offline, um, and I feel like you're setting me up for this. So, I'll, okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, we can't fix the problem. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starting quarterback of this team. But the way that this team is built... Dane, do you kind of – I said maybe they should have just traded Aaron Rodgers after mm-hmm. they traded Devontae Adams. And so now we're having a theoretical discussion that has nothing, nothing to do with fixing the offense or this mm-hmm. team. But um, this, this offense, honestly, the way that it's built, it's built perfectly for a potentially game-managing first-year starting quarterback in Jordan Love. Uh, you want to be able to run the football, that's going to be your identity. We would. I feel like we would have a clearer identity with Jordan Love at quarterback. Would we be better? It's hard to argue yeah. that we would be have. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have offensively the ceiling that we have with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. There's no doubt that you can't argue that. Um, would we be more efficient? Would our offense be functioning better? Would we have a stronger identity with Jordan Love at quarterback? As crazy as it is to say. It's possible we would because, you know, we're going to lean on the right guys in that situation. So, and not to mention that whatever picks and players we would have gotten back if we had we traded Aaron Rodgers. And the money. And the extra money. And the extra money. And so, you know, unfortunately, that's more of an off-season discussion or a season in review discussion. But um, I, I was holding back. But I just dove right in and said mm-hmm. it because you, you teed me up with this question. Um, and John obviously helped as well. Uh, that this, you could argue, we were built with a top defense, and that's what we want it to be. Are they mm-hmm. playing that way right now? No, we'll get into that. Um, we want to run the football, we want to manage the game. Our special teams is going to be better. Um, we're not going to have a quarterback that's going to be trying to, you know, create a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, stuff out of nothing. Um, and it's just going to take what the game uh, and the opponent gives you. Uh, and that's not how Aaron Rodgers plays quarterback. And so he's clearly frustrated. And, and I get why. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even mad at him for being frustrated. He doesn't have the guys that he needs in order for him to play quarterback that he knows the way that he is used to playing quarterback. And you can blame him for not adjusting, but also, to be fair, he's the back-to-back MVP, and he's been that for a reason. So, like, as as critical as I can be of Aaron, uh, I get his frustration, and I get why he wants to play the game a certain way. Unfortunately, right now, that's actually hurting this Packers offense because uh, they can't play that way because they don't have the, the personnel to play that way. And so therein lies the identity crisis. So there we go. I've gone live. I Love own it, it now. It's, it's, out, it's out there. Um, I, I don't know if people are going to agree with me. You can disagree with me if you want. But, um, you know, and unfortunately, there's no way to prove whether I'm right or wrong. Um, unless, which hopefully it doesn't happen, Aaron were to get injured and we see an extended run of Jordan Love this season. Yeah. So, um, so to answer John's question, would I sit Aaron Rodgers just to play Jordan Love this week? If he's injured and he can't play, yes. If he's healthy enough to play, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep playing. And I think we're just going to have to hope that they're able to find the right ways to sync some of these pieces together to be a more functional offense as we move forward uh, based on some of the adjustments that we kind of agreed that we could make. 
This is so good. Dave, and real quick, a couple more great comments, and we're going to go into commercial break here, and then we're going to talk defense. David Henderson, we need to bring in a wide receiver. I think we agree. It's time. We need more talent in there. We need to mix it up. Lee86, I wonder if defenses are daring 12 to run when Dylan is out there. Seems like they want to force Dylan to cut back. His burst isn't there. He's not breaking tackles. Yeah, I think that we'd love to see Dylan. I, you know, we, we talked about it. I think Aaron Jones, uh, to Wags's point earlier, uh, is, is RB1. We love A.J. Dylan, but I think Aaron Jones is the most explosive back on the team, most explosive offensive weapon we have. But I still think that there's a huge role for A.J. Dillon in this offense. Uh, but right now when things aren't going, my opinion is they're keying up a little bit when they see A.J. Dillon there because they're stacking the box. They expect A.J. Dillon to get the ball when he's out there. And that's just a reality right now. And that's, I don't care if you're A.J. Dillon or Barry Sanders, it's going to be hard sledding uh, against a, a stacked uh, a defense like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dane, um, I think it's time to take a little bit of break and talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, Dane, right now, uh, we're right in the middle of season. We've got all kinds of great deals going on with DraftKings. Um, and uh, so if you have not taken advantage of signing up for DraftKings with our promo code TPPN, uh, now is definitely the time to get out there and do it. Wags, I'm going to need you to keep doing this ad read because I think I have the wrong one up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so in um, in in this week's um, uh, offer, we have uh, $200 in free bets if you bet $5 um, on any NFL t- team to win. Um, so if you check out uh, that, in addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Um, so uh, we gave you a bad same-game parlay. Last week, I, I had the Packers in the over. That did not work out. So maybe just do the opposite of whatever we tell you. Um, so uh, this week, I'm just going to say bet against the Packers and yonder, and I hope that works uh, for everyone involved. Uh, so, uh, Dane, I'm just going to uh, see if that's we just get a little karma going and, and get back into it that way. So, um, you know, and Wait, is, can, can you make it sweeter too? I'm, I'm curious. Can we make it sweeter than that? Can we throw down on the stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long? Because I think we. Absolutely. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet in any football game, that's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So, Dane, I think... We do need to touch a little bit on defense and special teams. Yeah. We've gone pretty long on the offensive side. We're already 37 minutes in here. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm just going to turn it over to you. Diagnosing mm-hmm. the defensive side, you said it. Looked really good for two and a half quarters. Um, you know, unfortunately, things started to fall apart. Obviously, the offense wasn't helping at all. Was right. that more of a mental issue? And, and that doesn't absolve them entirely. Uh, but um, what, what are you kind of looking at on the defensive side? Um, and, and how can we, um, you know, build on what we did for the first two and a half quarters? I don't think this is a very good Jets offense, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. um, uh, what, what can we do to, you know, correct and still build and say, you know, we can't worry about what offense is doing. Um, how can we uh, keep that focus and consistency for all four quarters? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm actually, this is going to sound wild after back-to-back losses, but I'm actually pretty encouraged by what we saw from the defense yesterday. Um, A a couple big gash plays are are the ones that really, I think, put this game out of reach. But again, offensively, there was was a lot of challenges going on. There were some short fields the Jets were working with as well, but I, I like some of the corrections. That we saw, uh, that that Coach Barry in this defense had. Wags, after a week ago in London against the Giants, where it seems like we could never, ever, ever get off the field on third down, um, this week, every third down passing play, the Packers were able to get off the field. That's wonderful to see, right? So it's a complete inverse. They changed it up there. I thought that Jair Alexander played the best game that he's played uh, in the last year plus uh, based on the injury. And then this year, this is the best game he's played all year long. They let him do more of what he does, which is play man to man. He was playing, he was breaking up passes. I mean, this team is a team that didn't have a ton of breakup pass breakups through five weeks. And then all of a sudden they had a, a number of pass breakups in week six and Jair Alexander 
Alexander was a big reason for that. So I was really excited to see that. And then Adrian Amos finally letting him get up near the line of scrimmage wags totally different game when Amos was able to fly around we saw him making tackles near the backfield we saw him making tackles against guys one-on-one we saw him just kind of moving around and roaming this defense the team uh, through the first five weeks didn't really want to play a lot of dime defense they started to play a little bit more dime on third downs we were able to get the Jets off the field in those third downs so Wags I'm going to be encouraged by um, by what they were able to do yesterday yes we still need to clean up some mistakes. Um, the run game, uh, they definitely had some issues there, so I'm not overlooking that, but I'm looking first at the positives. I thought against the pass, they played an awful lot better, and they showed uh, a willingness to adjust and be a little bit more aggressive. Um, so that's the positive. The negative is is the run game. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, So far this year, Devondre Campbell just hasn't been the same guy he was a year ago. Um, we've seen a number of missed tackles. I think he missed four tackles all year last year. I think he's missed more than four already this season. So, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's not obvious there. Um, but, you know, uh, we need to see him, uh, I think, play a little bit higher level against the run. And also, it's disappointing to see a bit of a backstep from Kawhi Walker, the, uh, the, the young rookie linebacker, um, not on the field as much, kind of the guy who's been taken off the the field, I think, um, for Amos to get up there in the box a little bit more. Uh, but I do wonder if um, part of that is because Devondre Campbell played so much solo inside by linebacker last year and was successful at it. Maybe there's a little bit more comfort there. So I think Coach Barry still mixing things up, trying to figure out who the best personnel is. But Wags, uh, a week after just crushing him on this podcast, I do have to say I'm encouraged by some of the adjustments that, that they made. And I do have to wonder that if um, if the Packers often had been able to get a couple more points on the uh, on the board early and made the Jets a little less predictable or more predictable offensively if this defense wouldn't have been able to play downhill a little bit more. But the offense and, and really the special teams weren't doing them an awful lot of favors and, and that put the defense, I thought, in some pretty difficult situations. Yeah, and you know what's been missing is they just haven't been forcing turnovers. Uh, Packers are last in the league with one interception this whole season. Um, they've got a few forced fumbles that they've recovered. But to be honest, and uh, to be honest with you, they're just, uh, you know, and those can come in bunches. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't plan for or uh, unless you've got balls going right through your hands that, that should be caught for interceptions. And we really haven't seen that. Uh, but that's what I think, you know, they're hoping to get when they're playing the zone coverage, to be fair. Uh, is is you like to see opportunities to get your, the ball in your hands and, and get some more interceptions, and that wasn't happening. Um, and those can be the types of things that can eliminate some of these back-breaking drives that we've seen happen in, in some of these games. Um, I, I would... I like your optimism on the defensive side. I think that what what one thing that really con- continues to concern me is the fact that we talked about the Jets. Our number one focus needed to be stopping the run, and we just couldn't <laughs> figure out a way to do it. Fair. So while so while they were able to defensively hold things together for a while, eventually that dam broke, and so unfortunately you don't get credit for playing uh, two and a half quarters in this league. You've got to play four quarters of football. And yes, there was other things that were impacting the, the scope of the game. And I understand how that can sort of be a letdown uh, from a mental standpoint for the defensive guys. But at the same time, you can only control what you control. And so the fact that, um, you know, they gave up over 160 yards rushing, uh, again yesterday uh, against a team that, quite honestly, um, really showed no ability to, to throw the football at a forward pass. Uh, I know they completed a couple passes in the second mm-hmm. half, but you know this was this was a game that I was really expecting more um, from from the guys up front. And you said it, um, you know, getting Devondre Campbell uh, back up to the level of play that he had last year. That, that might not just be an easy thing to do. Devondre sure. Campbell wasn't an all-pro player before he joined the Packers last year. He might have had a career year last year. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. I, I think he can still be a very, very good player. Um, 
So, uh, you know, that might be uh, one thing. But I do like the adjustments that you called out. So hopefully that is a, a building point. And, uh, you know, if, if the uh, uh, special team doesn't go out there and, and give up points and the offense isn't giving the other team points, essentially, um, and, you know, goes out and, and puts up maybe 21 or 24, mm-hmm. uh, this was a whole different game, I, I think, totally. for the defense down the stretch of, the, of this one as well. Wakes, um, John had a really good point. Where's Wyatt? I mean, it's becoming a concern. This is a Packers team that needed to, to hit on having some young players step up immediately and play. And so far this year, Christian Watson's dealt with a, a, a number of, of soft tissue injuries. Uh, Walker has seen his um, his play restricted over the last couple of weeks. And Devontae Wyatt, uh, injured last week, uh, or two weeks ago, I guess now, uh, last yesterday did not play many snaps. So it begs the question, I mean, we need some of these young guys to start showing out and getting a chance to play, but also, you know, proving that they deserve to play. So how nervous should we be about Devontae Wyatt's development right now that he's not out there right now? Um, we could use him, but yeah. if he's not ready, he's not ready. Like, I I assume, you know, if he's battling injury, that's one thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I assume that they're not holding him back. If, if he showed that he was ready to contribute, they would have put him out there. Um, as far as Christian Watson's concerned, um, you know, uh, he's a young guy. Uh, so I don't want to overreact but honestly he's shown us nothing as a receiver uh that's just facts uh you know I, it's great if he can run an end around but that's not what you draft a second round guy for yeah. and, and move up in the draft and try it and you hoping that he can do more than that um and so far he hasn't shown that he has the ability to do more than that so is that something that's just all of a sudden going to click uh i'm not so sure about that uh maybe uh, in terms of simplifying Perhaps what Aaron's saying is, you know, if we get a healthy Christian Watson, let's just give him a couple of routes. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that limits what he can do. But perhaps he can actually contribute more uh, by by doing it that way um, and getting other guys more snaps. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, what's what's going on with Wyatt. It's been very quiet. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't been someone that has shown that he's making a push. So um, we'll see if that changes. But uh, I don't think there was any indication any time in preseason that he was making a push to try to take snaps or or even, you know, push Jaron Reed or uh, Dean Lauer or anyone uh, up there for, for some of these snaps. And we're we're getting up against our our time limit here tonight, but I I, I do want to mention special teams. Uh, man, Eric Wilson, so excited to see him fly down there and and uh, deflect a punt, uh, and then it goes the other way a couple times for the Packers. Um, you know, it's tough it's tough sledding when both your punter and your kicker get a block get blocked in the same game. Um, it it felt like we were turning a corner on special teams, and now um, you know I'm nervous all over again. So that's just a huge problem obviously uh so you know it seems like we're we're seeing issues across the team you know across offense defense and special teams in in week six what i will say is that um based on what coach bisaccio was able to do with his special teams unit the first five weeks Mm -hmm. uh, this was not a good performance and it's that nightmare all over again like you said uh, and it shouldn't be happening um, I kind of expected at some point this season we would have a special team hiccup. Um, so in a way, I'm, I'm almost glad that it happened in this game just because of how atrocious everything else was. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I'm going to give Coach Psachi the benefit of the doubt. I think we've got personnel-wise, we can make some, some moves uh, in, that, uh, in that blocking mm-hmm. up front. Um, it sounded not to pick on Royce Newman again, but unfortunately he was part of part of the issues from from what it sounds like. And so, <laughs> unfortunately for Royce, just uh, not a good week for his professional development. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the nature of this sometimes. So, um, if they if they could make a change, I think in a couple of personnel things there. Um, I know Dallin Lovett on the punt was really put out on an island. Um, yeah. So that, I- I don't really blame him. I don't blame him. I, I didn't like that they called him out on the po- the broadcast. I thought they were incorrect in that. Yeah, so. that's just yeah. really not his primary responsibility. He was put between a rock and a hard place right. um, to try try and block two guys. That's just not something that he hit one of them, right? I mean, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we'll see. Um, I, I still continue to be nervous about Amari Rogers as a punt return man. Um, I thought it was interesting. Kayshawn Nixon got the kick return duties now. So I liked uh, it. We, he- yeah. Um, so uh, clearly they're trying to search for answers and give guys some opportunities. Uh, but uh, again, I, I, I talk to me again in a week or two if special team issues start to crop up every week. Then. Then I yeah. think you know we can start to be really concerned again. Um, you know, it's you're going to unfortunately even good special teams units might have a game or two throughout the season where things just don't really go perfectly. Um, so even though we saw so much of it last year, it's like here we go again. Um, we had five good weeks, so let's see what Coach Passaccia and the special teams guys are able to do uh, to correct this and, and see if it was just had a little one week issue or or if there's something out on tape that we've got to be really concerned about moving forward. Um, okay, Dan, you said we should be wrapping up here. Before we go, we should um, at least mention our leap spirits um, play ex, uh, players of the week, big cheese players of the week brought to you by leap spirits um, and leap spirits. Um, you can get your commemorative hall of fame bottle um, celebrating Leroy Butler and making it into the hall of fame. So um, Dane, I think offensively, I'm just going to jump right in. It's got to be Bob Tunyon, right? Yeah, I mean, is this, is. this was a just a really, really difficult offensive performance. He was the one guy set, uh, I, I believe, uh, his uh, uh, own personal record for most receptions in a game. Um, wow. So, um, so really nice to see Bob Tunyon get going, and I'm just optimistically trying to find that silver lining. Hopefully, that is one thing that we can continue to build on and and uh congrats to to bob for laying it all out there and, and trying to do whatever he could uh to get this offense going uh, unfortunately it just didn't really work the way you would want it to but uh dane i'll hand it over to you uh who on the defensive side of the ball do you feel uh should be nominated or picked as the defensive player of the week yeah i think the leap spirits defensive player of week six should be jair alexander mentioned earlier he was he was shut down he was that good he's the guy that we want him to be uh there he had some pass breakups he looked dominating they put him in the right position uh to do what he's supposed to do as well so i was really excited to see that i expect more of the same from jair it really limits i think what a quarterback can do when jair can play man against their best wide receiver so jair alexander for me wags is the leap spirits uh, defensive player of week six Yep, I completely agree. And it's nice when you've got your star player seems to be locked in to what you're trying to do. Um, And so, uh, again, you can say, why did we wait until week six to do that? But neither here nor there. Let's see if they can continue to be on the same page and, and build on that as we move forward. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Dane, any other closing thoughts here before we sign off for the evening? Uh, we go on the road, go to Washington, D.C., play the Commanders. Uh, I, I, we got to win this football game, Wags. Uh, this is the first time in Coach LaFleur's history and in this podcast where we've had to talk back-to-back weeks of losses. I do not want to talk about three losses in a row, especially on the road uh, against D.C. Um, right now, I am um, extremely nervous, but I'm, I'm hopeful as always, that we're able to, to figure this out and get things together. Uh, but, you know, Sunday can't come soon enough as far as I'm concerned. we got to get this taste out of our mouth. Yeah, so we'll be back on Thursday. So anybody that's with us here on the live on, uh, again, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, feel free to join us Thursday night for the preview of next week's games at 7.30 Central. Um, anywhere you can find us on Lombardi's Legends on our social feed. So thanks so much for all Thank of you. the uh, uh, contributions awesome. in the chat tonight. Really appreciate all of you following along. Uh, as always, be legendary and go pack go, go pack go every year i know we're gonna go hard we've been that team ever since bart star all my cheese heads go pack go ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no i ain't a bad sport and i'll leave it with your good luck only thing i will